Welcome to the Power Hour. I'm Adrienne Herbert, wellness coach, international speaker and author. Each week I speak to a variety of guests from business founders to Olympic athletes, leading coaches, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, their rules to live by and what motivates them to get up out of bed each day. Personally, I am on a mission to encourage, motivate and inspire. So I hope that the Power Hour will help you to achieve your personal and professional goals. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today, I am joined by two-time Olympic gold medalist, runner, activist and now author of The Race to Be Myself, Casta Semenya. Welcome to the podcast. No, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm sure that many of the listeners will know parts of your story, but they've probably never heard it told by you. Casta, the book is incredible. How do you feel now that it is out in the world, now that people can read your story told by you? No, I feel I feel great. I feel fulfilled. I'll say it's a healing process. Uh, but I think it's the most important thing is that uh, it's always great when, you know, stories being told, you know, by its own, you know, uh, person, uh, making sure that you connect with the people that, you know, support you, people that have been, you know, behind you. And just to make sure that, you know, they have a, a better understanding as much as they had, you know, a long distance relationship with you. I think now it's just part of um, a token of appreciation to say, look, this is what has happened to me. Uh, it was just about time to say, you know, I tell you the story when I'm ready. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. you feel ready now? Of course, yeah. feel ready, I feel matured, I think uh, emotionally, uh, psychologically, yeah, I'm good. I'm in a better space. Mm. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that, especially after reading the book for the last few days. And I want to dive straight in, I suppose, to the start, the early years. There's so many stories in the book about you and you can really get a sense of really who you are and who you were as a young girl growing up. And you talk a lot about the relationships that you had with your parents, with your siblings and growing up uh, in a village. And I think how much did the relationships that you had with your siblings, with your parents, how much did that build your sense of self, your self-confidence and your sense of self-worth? Yeah, I think it was, um, it was a great foundation because uh, they always say, you know, charity begins at home and it takes a village, you know, to, to raise a kid. Um, it, it, they've done well. They made sure that, you know, they teach me, you know, about the fundamentals of life, you know, the principles of life. But I think most important thing, I think it was just about humility, you know, how you treat people um, with respect, um, accepting people for who they are, you know, appreciating them. And uh, mostly it's about respect and support and you need to care. Uh, and also learn how to communicate. Uh, I think uh, communication barrier is, is one of things that uh, we still lack as human because we fail to listen, but then we also fail how to tell, you know, when we are hurt. Uh, we fail how to tell, you know, when we, we're not happy. And then I think it's very important for a person, you know, to find time to discover themselves. I think for me, that's when I realize, you know, they are, they are teaching me how to discover myself. They're teaching me, you know, how to love myself and respect myself because it comes within you, you know, before you can make any other happy. So I think it was just about them making sure that I'm happy. I feel safe and protected and welcome. So uh, I grew up with that love, you know, warm love in the family. So they've done well for that. 
Yeah, and, and a sense, a real sense of confidence. You know, there's so many times when you mentioned, okay, I wanted to play these sports, I wanted to wear these clothes, I wanted to be my authentic self. That's who you were. You didn't know anything different, and you never mm. made to feel as though you should act a bit different way, behave a different way. That sense of self confidence, which I think so many people, adults and young people, they lack that. They're, they're always looking somewhere else to try mm. and figure out who, how they should be, but you always knew. Yeah, I think uh, it's always, I always say, you know, authenticity is uh, the best, you know, uh, outfit that you can rock. Why? Um, as a human, uh, it does not matter your age or what. I think you, you, you need to start having a better relationship with yourself because if you know yourself, you can't question yourself. But the minute you, you don't really understand the person you are, you don't understand the purpose of your life, it becomes a problem because everything you do will be questionable, but you'll be the one questioning yourself if you're enough. But then if you know you're enough, it's not about believing that you think you're enough or you, you believe you're not enough or not. It's about you just knowing that, you know what? I love the person I am. I was given this life for a purpose. I should live for that purpose, you understand? You should live, you, you should be the best version of yourself, you understand? And it becomes easy. Why? For me, when I wake up every, each and every morning, I look at that mirror. That reflection defines me. It makes me happy because I love what I see. So now the minute you start questioning yourself, you say, you look at that mirror, what reflects there, you start questioning it. But what will other people say? You know, what will other people say if I do this? It shouldn't be about that. It should be about you making yourself happy, making sure that you are happy. It's your responsibility to make sure you are happy. You are, you are accountable for your happiness. So for me, I think growing up, I've been a, a given opportunity to be free about myself. Uh, to, to feel loved because I loved myself for who I was. I knew I'm a different girl. I like different stuff. But I think also it teaches you about you know self-identity because the minute you start understanding the person you are, knowing who you are, it becomes easy for you to, you know, gel with each and every individual you come across because you do not question yourself and you do not accept you know people expect you know people to you know validate you you need no validation to anyone if you validate yourself but i think it's about that self-validity you know if you say hey, i love myself uh, I, I, i'm happy with what i do that's the most important thing because of little things are the things that make us happy you know, but then if you're going to grow with that, you know, other people's perception of you, you know, uh, defines you. No, it has got nothing to do with you, how people think about you. It's about you, who you think, okay, I am Casta. This is what I love. I love sports. This is what I'm going to do. And they allowed me from young to do anything that makes me happy because it's about happiness. It's about that soul being free. I'll say they freed me from, you know, everything for me to be the person I am. Wow. And that's yeah. what I mean. That that self and that centering and that feeling of, you said the words, I am enough. And I mm. think for so many people, that's what they want to feel about themselves. Yeah. And they forget and neglect that that relationship with themselves is yeah. so, so important. So as I mentioned, some of the listeners, I'm sure, will know parts of your story. And I think mm -hmm. that if we go so forwards to 2009 at the World Track and Field Championships in Berlin, where you won the 800 metres, 
And what followed that race, you know, you were 18 years old at the time. And what followed that race was so much, you know, there were headlines around the world and Mm -hmm. and the race officials then, of course, as we know, then started to ask questions, to discuss, to debate uh, very publicly things about you and, and about forcing you to undergo testing to confirm your biological gender. Now, you continue to compete but it didn't end and what followed was years of discrimination of Mm -hmm. harassment of controversy but you also say that you know your story is not just defined by this it's also a journey and a story of self-discovery of self-acceptance and of identity so at that time at 18 years old you know as a as a woman as a mother I reading your story there's so many things I can't really of course get my head around but at 18 years old so so young so many people if they'd have experienced even a fraction of what you had they would have retreated they would have wanted to hide they would have probably given up and thought i that's that's it i'm gonna hide away but you never ever did that and it sounds like you never even thought about doing that so what can you talk to us about how at, at that time at that age how you had that fortitude to think i'm not gonna hide and i'm not gonna give up no, obviously, um, I know it, it may be sound like uh, it has been difficult, crazy and stuff like that. I think when you focus on what you're doing, um, it's not about, you know, what people, you know, say or when you're questioned or when you're judged. Uh, if you know that, you know, we're coming from a, a country with a history that, you know, we're coming from apartheid era where, you know, we black people, we were denied, you know, access in everything. And for me, when things like that happened, I was like, look, um, my people have faced, you know, same scrutiny. They, they've been denied, you know, access. They've been denied, you know, being human because we were dehumanized, you know. And when such things happen, I'll say, look, I, I've learned from my history that I'm not going to allow anyone come, you know, criticize me, judge me, discriminate me, and treat me with that racial, you know, behavior. And as a young girl, you grow up, you're a girl, then when someone starts questioning you, you'll be like, that's your opinion, you understand? And how they dealt with the situation, obviously, my focus has to be more on, you know, performing you know, rather than focusing on negativity because I was treated like that because they wanted me to feel unwelcome. They wanted to make, fee, you know, me feel like I don't belong. You understand? And I belong because that's a, a world sport. You understand? We say we are, we have remorse, you know, as people who are, you know, colonized. You know, mind you, you know, you were colonized by very same people who treat you like that. And now they still make you feel like you still live under the same, you know, uh, uh, regime, you understand? And for me as a young girl, I'm like, look, I'm coming from a, a history, then the re- history is going to repeat itself. So for me to avoid that is to do what? Do what works for me, perform, don't entertain it, be the person I am, stay humbled, don't be like them, just let them do what they do. But at the end of the day, they continue on harassing you, they continue on violating you, but they're forgetting that as human, we don't choose, you know, how we are born. Uh, as human, we are born with our differences. Uh, no matter what the color of the skin you are, where you're coming from, which background, you know, you are raised. 
at the end of the day, we're human. And they forgot that there's a term, humility. You know, there's a term where we treat people with respect. Mm. We treat people, you know, based on their human rights. You know, they, they did not consider that I'm a human. You know, I have feelings. I feel, you understand? What they thought about is just to make me feel like they own the show. They run the show. They have power to question each and every women who do sports, you understand? Uh, never mind um, the differences that I have uh, are the things that are genetical, you know. Genetic genetically, you can't, you know, you can't control, you know, how a human body works. If I'm born with, a, I'm a woman born with, you know, you know, uh, internal, you know, garnets, you know, no uterus, you know, no, you know, no, you know, no womb, which is, is uterus. There, there's nothing I can do about it. And also, there are women who, who, who sometimes face, you know, problems, and then they remove that. Mm. But they remove their uterus, you know. But that don't make them men. That don't make them, you know, less women because they can't bear kids. I'm in the same situation as there, but it's just my situation. <laughs> I'm not born with it. Mm. But you, you know? didn't know. I didn't just, know at that time. I'm 18 years of age, and. Looking into the situation, I'm like, look, um, how I was raised, you know, I'm raised, you know, with respect, uh, with humility, with dignity. So if people are going to treat me like this, I'm just going to carry myself, distance myself from them, make sure that my health comes first, you understand? My mental health is very important. I am not going to worry about things that I cannot control, you know. Instead of that, I'm going to worry about how I'm going to deal with the situation. By dealing with that situation, I had to remove myself from that situation mm -hmm. to say, look, I'll let them do the talking. I'll talk when I'm matured enough because I don't know what to say. I don't know what is the right thing to say to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to respond towards that. I can't retaliate from something that I don't understand. You know, I have to discover myself first, understand myself, you know, and do that. But what they did they leak, you know, my, my medical you know, results. I'm like, how, as a human, how do you do that? But at the end of the day, somewhere, somehow, they've done me a favor because uh, situations like this is a learning curve to say to each and everyone in the world that we have people who are born with those differences and we need to start learning about that. We need to start accepting people like that, you understand? Mm -hmm. Because they are also women. It's just that they are born with differences. And now you find people who are, you know, ill-mannered, they'll be commenting on, yeah, but because you have uh, internal, you know, gonads, you're a man. You're not a man. You're just a woman with, you know, differences with high elevated testosterone. And that don't make you less a woman. And they'll be like, yeah, it don't make you less a woman, it make you a man. That's your opinion because you are living in that, you know, space where, it, it's all about you. It's not about you. It's about the world. You understand? The world is about us accepting, you know, any, you know, circumstances that we're coming from because we say we're trying to eliminate what has happened. We're coming from slavery. You understand? But then sometimes we feel like we're still imprisoned by the same regime. The same leaders, they're still using the same kind of power they still use the same power to control women to control people how they must see you know how women should be like you understand and for me that situation i think i've learned you know how to control myself 
that's why I say race to be myself, you know. I learn about how to discover myself, how to manage, you know, my emotions, you know, how to treat people with respect, making sure that I understand myself as the human I am, the woman I am. And for me, I think that's a point. What I want people to take out of the book is just, just accept people for who they are. You don't need to agree with them, but then give them respect and then you'll get the respect back that you want. Yes, well, so, so much in there what you just said and I was kind of nodding along. I wrote a few words down and, you know, for people who haven't yet read the book or don't know all of your story, as you said, you, you know, you're forced to have these tests and the medical results that you did not know about, you know, you said you didn't... you finding out that you don't have a uterus that you don't yeah. have a womb for most yeah. people if you can consider going to a medical practitioner going to a doctor going to an appointment and you, they know and they feel that whatever I'm doing here is going to be confidential I'm mm. going to have privacy I'm going to have a conversation myself with this practitioner this doctor who's going to tell me this is what this can mean for you this is the results that didn't happen for you what no. happened for you is the whole world found, found out, out at the same time as yes, you did and had an opinion to discuss to debate mm-hmm. and I, that's why you know when you said I didn't have the words I didn't know how to speak back I don't think it's possible for anybody to understand what that invasion of of privacy the violation of your human rights to for you to find out that information from newspapers and headlines on the television is wild it's yeah of course it's it's insane because you see here i'm in the championship uh people are looking at me in a weird way you know you, you don't understand like only to know that your medical you know you know results are being publicized and when i'm in south africa then when I look at this case, I'm like, really? These people, they did that? Did they have guts to, you know, take a young girl's medical records? Am I that threat to that extent? Is that because I'm a brown skin color? Because I'm not from Europe? I'm not American? That, 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 those are the questions that, you know, it comes in your mind to ask yourself that, what is it that an African woman has to do to feel welcomed what is it that as an african girl to do to feel loved you understand those are the things that you always ask yourself that uh, are we being done favors to be part of the world hmm. you understand so you start questioning those those things and people don't like you know when you ask those questions you say hey because we have history of course let alone that, we know that we're coming from slavery. We're coming from a place where we are segregated. You know, now if you look into Africa, Africa is segregated. Africa is not united, you understand? We are divided. And that comes back to you to say, look, we, we, we feel like we beggars. We're begging for the world to accept us. You understand? So for me, that's where you, you start drawing line, you start understanding, you know what? Everything that you do, you need to always protect yourself so you cannot get hurt. You understand? Mm-hmm. You, you you as a parent, you a parent as African, you start as an Asian because also this situation now, it, it, it escalated to where we start seeing it in a different angle where, you know, human rights are being violated. We've mm-hmm. been treated with a racial, you know, scrutiny. We've been, you know, discriminated to a point where now we've been segregated, you know, 
from women. You understand? You are a woman. Now someone comes tell you you are a man. You understand? And with a disrespect men. You understand? I will respect if you just keep quiet. You face, you know, the reality to say, look, uh, Miss Semenya, yes, I understand this. Show me the reason. Don't come with disrespect and then you think I will not retaliate. Mm. No, I am going to retaliate because I'm a young girl. I, I believe in inclusivity and diverse. I, I believe in the change. But then if we're going to let, you know, uh, old men come tell us how we should run the sports. Of course, it's, it's a dictatorship. Yeah, I may sound political, but that's what they're teaching me to be. Mm. I never wanted to get to this point to say, I want to discuss this situation where I differentiate from men leaders and women leaders. And unfortunately, we as women, we're not given the chance, you know, to, to prove ourselves that we can, you know, make decisions. We can make effective decisions, you understand? And for me, it, it disappoints me. That's why I'm saying that it takes you back to where you're coming from mm. as history, where we're coming from slavery. We're coming from, you know, being dehumanized, being, you know, taken, you know, advantage of, you understand? Mm. So for me, I feel, you know, they took advantage of that. But then if you don't want someone, you just say straight to them, say, look, we don't want you, we don't belong you. You don't belong here, you understand? And for me, that's why I urge to the young, come up, you know, the young upcoming generation to stand for what is right, you understand? Don't be coward to face reality. Don't be coward, mm. you know, to fight for what you think is right, you understand? Fight for what is right, treat people with respect, dignity, humility. It's a way. Yeah. You understand? Respect. Yeah. Respect and, and kindness, exactly. Yeah. And you mentioned a few times about, you know, there were so many things outside of your control throughout the years, things mm. going on, conversations, but you you did return to compete and you had to take medications that had terrible side effects mm -hmm. in order for you to be able to do so. But you talked a lot about what you could control and yeah. so focusing on that and saying okay I can control my own mind mm -hmm. I can control my training and my routine so can you talk to us about that and how I suppose you yeah then approach that part of your life the next page the next stage where you wanted to really focus on being the runner that you wanted to be yeah I think it's it's, it's always difficult to to when you are caught up in a, a situation like that where you be you've been given uh you know, task to choose uh, between right and wrong. And you're young, and then people take advantage of you to say, look, this is an option you can take. Uh, but for me, it, it was hard to control my mind. It was hard to control my body. It was hard to control my training. But the only thing that I can control, it was just time, because I could manage time, okay. you understand? Uh, for me, it was about longevity, it was about being in the system for longest because I'm young, I want to enjoy running and all those things. And those times are where you say, I'm here, but I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. You know, you live your entire career not happy. Mm -hmm. You understand? You're living that life, you're not happy. But what I can say is that there was the only thing that I can manage, it was time. But things that were going around, I couldn't control because they're being controlled by people. They've been telling you, you have to choose, you know, uh, it's either you're going to operate, do surgery to remove your gunnades and do this and that. I'm like, but that's not an option because I don't feel, you know, 
like there's anything wrong about my body. Mm. I don't feel like there's anything wrong about me. The only thing that happens is just I'm different. Do you understand? And people don't understand because they'll come and say, hey, you have an advantage. There's no such thing as an advantage because uh, in sports, you train. You train hard. That's why I talk about time management. You know, you start, you know, controlling just the cycle you have, you know, where you're going, what you don't do. You understand? You sacrifice yourself. Mm. Obviously, for me, this situation... I did this because of, you know, out of desperation. I was desperate, mm-hmm. you know, to run because I ran, I win a world championship and then I've been told that ah, this is the last time you've ran. You understand? For me, I always wanted to be around and, you know, being, you know, able to take that medication, it, it was hard. It was like hell because now you always seek, uh, you always have panic attacks, you know, you eat a lot, you gain weight. It changes everything. So, so the medication was to lower your testosterone. It was of like course. A, it was like a like a pill, an estrogen yeah, it's pill. Yes, a pill. It's a pill. Yeah. And as you said, the the side effects to that. Uh, you know, I've had I've interviewed lots of professional athletes on this show, and we've talked before about the dedication to the mm. training regime. You know, the diet, sleep, prioritizing mm-hmm. all those things, and how hard it is physically and mentally mm. to dedicate your entire life to sport, to training, to be the best you can. Yes, without. The addition of having to think about, okay, or as you said, night sweats, uh, feeling nausea, mm-hmm. headaches, yeah. feeling bloated, having all of these things to deal with and being told this is the only way you can compete. So you had to train, you had to do all those things at the elite level, the elite, the top, the best of the best, and deal with all of that to be able to do it. It's incredible. That's a distress because you live under stress. You are always depressed. Um you get irritated. You, you don't want to be around people. You see, that's where you you start understanding that situations like this. That's what leads you know young girls you know commit suicide, mm. take their lives mm. because there's no longer a purpose because you're living life in jail because you're living. You understand? You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. They tell you that it might affect you. You may have cancer. You know, you don't know. You may have a heart attack. So you don't know. You know, those are the things that now you have to worry about your health. You have to worry about your performance. You have to worry about, you know, training, you know, schedules. And then now that thing affects everything because there are times where you don't feel like you want to train because you're not motivated. You know, you feel heavy. You you feel like it's just useless to do this thing. And it, it's tough for, for a young girl to deal with that. And I, I can tell you, I, I don't know how I survived it, but for me, I'll say because I was only motivated by being in the Olympics, that's the only thing that drove me to get to that because the only thing that was in my mind to say, you know what, I want to be an Olympian. I want to win Olympic medals. So and that's the only thing that you just wake up each and every day you train, even if you don't feel training, but you do it. But as a human it takes a soul out of you because mm. you 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 become a different person. I don't think I'm the same person I was when I was 18. Mm. And before that, I was a happy soul. You know, I had my emotions. You know, I could enjoy, I can express my feelings. But that journey from there to now, you, 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 you are a completely a neutral person who now, you know, mute feelings, you know, your feelings you can't show. Mm-hmm. No one can see if you're happy or you're not happy. You understand? So those are the like things neutral, that this, you yeah. become neutral because now you lack trust. You don't trust anyone. Anyone you see, you feel like, you know what, 
it's just like any other you understand so it it changes a way of a young girl see life and it can affect you for good yeah. you understand that's like a, you dig a hole that you can never fill up you understand is a dark hole that don't have a light so for me that's why i'm saying look when when we deal with situations like this let's at least respect people treat them with respect dignity and respect their human rights i think that's what comes first protect these kids and make sure that they feel safe but if we don't do that we're killing you know this young girls you know dreams 
you know your worth is very important self investment is very important invest in yourself and then you'll see life will just be lightened up because for me what i've done for myself i just went discover myself as much as we say you know raised to be myself you know it was just about self discovery understanding myself or who am i and you know other people perception of me has got nothing to do with me that's what i can say to you do you for you yeah well Wow. Casta, this is the Power Hour podcast. And what that means is that at the end of every show, I ask each and every guest about their Power Hour. Yeah. Now, the Power Hour is the first hour of every day. Now, I know that you get up early. Yes. And so I would love for you to share with me, with the listeners, yeah. what you do with the first hour of your day. Uh, my first hour of my day, obviously, because I'm a middle distance runner. It's always about long run because that's what defines me. that's what makes me the person i am because i think i gain power from running uh, when i run i feel free i feel you know over the moon i forget about everything i'm in a zone where i'm in control of myself i'm in control of my thoughts and everything that i want i think is there that's what you fantasize then you you find yourself for me yeah it's a uh, doing my morning run in peace and then yeah i feel redeemed Yeah. That's how you start the day. Of course, that's how I started my day. Every day. Every day. Wow. Every day. Yeah. Great. Thank you Thanks. so much. Yeah. Well, before we close, I'm just going to if it's okay, I wanted yeah. to just read one thing from okay. the book and yeah. um, right near the start and you say, "I am a proud South African woman born in a tiny village to people who love me. It is from them that I know about maintaining dignity in the face of oppression. It is my hope that by telling my truth, I inspire others to be unafraid." to love and accept themselves may this story contribute to a more tolerant world for all of us thank you thank you casta for writing Appreciate this it. book for thank giving you. us your time today uh, i'm i'm sure the listeners are going to absolutely love this i know that i feel reignited and and inspired so thank you so much and thank you as always everyone for tuning in to the podcast i'll be back next week with another episode thanks bye up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com